Sometimes I think that you think you're extra funny. <laughs> but then that's kind of funny because it's funny to watch you laugh at yourself. Yes. So there's often times at night where I don't know what happens to me, but I'll say things that I think are really funny. And sometimes I can't even finish saying them because I've already like, I'm just picturing myself just laughing and then I start laughing so hard. Yeah. And then you start laughing, which makes me think that you think I'm funny. Well, I think it's cute. <laughs> I mean, sometimes the things are funny, and sometimes they're funny in a weird, twisted way. But it's also really cute to watch you laugh at yourself before you've even told the joke, really. I'm pretty good at making the girls laugh, though. Yeah, you are. I remember once we were in the car... And we were, we're going to share an intimate moment of laughter. Okay. And so we were in the car and I remember, I think it was Linnea and Jaylene, maybe no, all the girls were in the back and we pulled into the parking lot and I think, I don't know, I, I, I was asking them if they thought I was funny or something happened where Linnea said I wasn't that funny. And I'm like, really? And then I said, did you know when you're, see, here I go. Do you know? <laughs> See, she's laughing already and she hasn't even told the joke. That when your mom farts in bed, that the whole blanket goes up like a teepee, like a tent. And they did laugh a lot. They did. They did. So, but just because they knew it was true. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I feel like part of... Yes, but what mom are we talking about? What? Well, when their mom farts. Uh, you, of course. Oh, well... Yeah. And so they did think that was really funny. And I feel like my, I, part of my gift is to try and make people laugh because I often will say things in the midst of, you know, a tough time. I mean, yes. you and I, we, I've done it a few times over the last month Yes, because it's been really, really hard. Like yeah. life has not been easy. And I feel like we have to just muster up that comment every once in a while yeah. just to laugh. It's true. Yeah. It's so true. It's so important to laugh through the beautiful shit show. It is. I would like to welcome you all who are listening to Finally Coming Out, where we say it's better than, than never, and the fact that we're recording this on Monday when we normally release a video by Monday morning at like 12.06 a.m. Better late than never. It's better late than never. So I'm sorry if you've been desperately waiting to hear more of the saga um, but I think this goes into our saga is that today we took the time to have a personal self-care day and the yes. last, I don't know, few weeks have been incredibly tough yes. just to get through the day. Yes. And we're seeking those windows where we think it's something that we're able to do. Yeah. And, um, we're grabbing them. Yep. So we're sorry we're the coming window. in at you late. But yes. we were also looking after ourselves, and I'm sure you as listeners yes. would totally get that. Yes. Yep. And be like, kudos. Yeah. 
Exactly. You got to get me some of that. Yeah. Um, so updates. Um, last Monday, so a week ago, Linnea came home from the hospital. Mm-hmm. She had been there for almost three weeks, although she came home for a few days in between. Yeah. In the middle. Um, and she is doing pretty good. Um, there's definitely a little, quite a lot of the feeling of walking on eggshells. Yeah. Um, trying to kind of navigate, um, emotions with her. Um, what we have found is that her, probably her biggest trigger is not wanting to talk about how she's feeling. And she'll say that she just prefers to be mad or angry instead of talk about it. Um, and that usually is what ends up bringing up the big issues. Yeah. Um, we have had actually also another major shift in our family this week where Julia, who you heard from a few weeks ago, um, has gone away to work at camp for the summer and plans to be moving on, um, in September afterwards. So there is a very, it's kind of like she's moved out. Yeah. And, um, that, uh, we've been talking about for a few months now, and we know that that was actually one of the things that was a big trigger for Linnea, um, because she is very attached to Julia, even though they fight like cats with their tails tied together. That's an awful image. (laughs) I wasn't sure there was another like analogy I was trying to think of, but anyways, they love each other, but they fight and push each other's buttons. And um, so that's uh, been a huge thing for her. Um, yesterday, like it, the camp is over on the Sunshine Coast. And so you have to take a ferry to get there. And I actually realized that yesterday was the 30 year anniversary from when I first got to that camp to work there for the summer when I was 15. So, um, that was kind of cool to realize that. And, um, and also like I was planning on taking her to the camp and showing her and the girl staff and seeing if we could pick my old room and we couldn't, um, and all of that kind of stuff. But then with everything with Linnea, Linnea really needs to stay with me right now. Yeah. And, um, we always need to have a plan and we really need to have more than one adult. So, um, on Saturday, Lene had a big blow up, um, and was really upset, not a blow up. She wasn't a, it wasn't a violent blow up, but she was super mad saying Julia's not leaving. She's not allowed to go and was, was quite upset about it, um, and ended up falling to sleep. But, um, on, so we had kind of decided, okay, no, I'm not going to take Linnea. I can't drive Julia to camp, so we were getting my parents to take her so so that um, Tamar could stay with me and Linnea. And and then Sunday morning, she was kind of like she was good. She was okay to go to the camp, and um, so we're like, all right, let's do this. And I was super nervous um, because my biggest fear right now in that situation was getting on the ferry, going, her having an issue on the ferry or what would be most likely is when it's time for Linnea and I to leave the camp and come back home and on the ferry again, that 
um, she would put her foot down and we would have some big problems, which was what she was threatening, like had been like threatening. So I had decided, okay, let's go for this. Cause I also wanted her to be able to kind of see where Julia is. I wanted to be able to do this with Julia, help set her up kind of thing. Um, Julia, Linnea and I got in the car to leave and I think we were driving for like a minute when I reminded Linnea of what we were doing and she's like, nope. I'm not leaving the camp. And I was like, no. So Which I is called front loading, by the way. Right. Yeah. I Tomorrow's learning. I was front loading her of what the day was going to look like. And, um, and, and I, like I texted Tamara immediately and was like, Linnea started already. So, um, and I said to Julia, who was desperate to get to the camp, <laughs> yes. she had us up at five o'clock in the morning trying to get us to let her go to camp early. It's kind of creepy when your teen is standing with the door open <sighs> at five o'clock in the morning talking to you when you can't even usually get this girl out of bed at 10. Oh, 10. Yeah. Like she's standing there and I just remember you were saying something to her and I'm like, what the heck is happening right yeah, now? Yeah. It was so sorry like to interrupt, but no. like it was a little shocking. It was shocking. And she desperately wanted to get to camp, but we were driving and I said, Julia, we have to change plans. And she understood. Um, and she also, I know, felt a lot of responsibility behind the behavior for Linnea, which is totally not on Julia. It's something Linnea needs to learn to be able to work through. Yeah. And it's a hard emotion for her to have for her sister to be going away um and growing up and um so we turn around came home we Julia and I because Linnea was flipping out at that point um had to transport her in the house I had to do a one person restraint child restraint on her for a little while and then she was able to calm down and she went up to her room and then fell asleep for three hours three hours um so, so yeah, so that we're still dealing with stuff. It hasn't gotten to the extreme level, um, but there's a lot of stuff we're doing and we've changed a lot of programs. We were actually supposed to be camping today, yeah. Um, but can't really do that yet. That's too, too much. Yeah. There's a lot of pushback with her right now. Mm-hmm. If, if it's time to go, you know, we ended up going and um, meeting two wonderful women yeah. on which you can tell that short story, but you know, as soon as it was like, it's time to go, she was like, no. And you could just see it. And yes. thank goodness she came out of it quickly. But today, actually, we ended up going to the beach and she did. She asked us when we were going to go. So yeah. that worked out very well. Yeah. But it's still like, I mean, as somebody who's never dealt with this stuff before, I mean, I told you, like, I'm scared. Yeah. And it's, it, it I think it hurts as an adult not knowing what to do not knowing how to handle the situation, even though when you've been faced with it, I've been able to show up when I needed to, but it's scary, you know? Well, and you don't know where it's going to go and you're strategizing every possible scenario outcome in your head. That's why Melody's my superhero (laughs) (laughs) and she knows it, but it is, it's not easy. And I think it goes well with the topic we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So we're today we're going to talk about like um just a few things like people because people always say like how do you do that um and um yeah so in a lot of ways I don't know <laughs> um I actually made it so we went on Saturday and actually met up with Linnea's foster brother who she was with from birth until she was two he is two years older and um 
vaguely, vaguely remember each other. Um, but this little boy also has two moms. And so, so we, cool. Yeah, it's so cool. And so we decided to go and get together with them so that Linnea could experience being with a kid with another kid with two moms and where she actually has a link. And their son also has some other stuff like Linnea. So um, it was actually really cool. There's so many things that we have in common. And I think that is one of the ways you can do self-care or I like to call it Mm self-preservation because at this point, I mean, self-care is great, but it's self-preservation that we need and going out with other people that can relate and you can have honest conversations and feel like, okay, someone gets, they get it. And I I don't need to worry about what she's doing right now because it's not going to really almost even phase them. Yeah. Right. So if you guys are listening, we just want to say thank you so much. We had a great time. For and being Tamar is so, so excited to go camping with you. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you slide that in. But yes, I'm going to give it a chance. Okay. So one of the first things mm-hmm. that um, in this self-preservation, caring for ourselves when you've got three kids with special needs um, is understanding and acceptance. Now, in some ways, that pisses me right off. And it pisses me right (laughs) off because um, when Linnea was discharged from the hospital the last time in her discharge meeting, they said to me, you're just going to have to accept that her ripping into things and destroying the house is just going to be part of who she is and what she does. And no, I'm not going to accept that. I might expect it at times. I might front load myself that that is what could happen. Um, I'm not going to get my wool in a snit (laughs) over it. It is the house. It is not people and it can be fixed. Um, And that's how I kind of accept that. But to accept that that's what her future is and that there's no hope for recovery or anything from that, that pisses me off. Yeah. But... Accepting that um, there are going to be challenges, that you are having challenges, and there's going to be challenges that you can't even imagine are going to come, um, is is important. Yeah. Um, it's not my first rodeo is one of my favorite sayings when it comes down to it. It's like, okay, I'm just going to, I know what's coming. You have a t-shirt. I do have a t- actually I have two t-shirts, yeah. but one's not a very good quality. I got it from Timu and I'm not really very impressed. No, so I think I I'm going to cut out the logo and then iron it onto something else and nice. do some cool embroidery stuff around it. <laughs> Anywho, I've done that with another one with my two Wonder Woman. She's very one. crafty. <laughs> when we first started dating, she made me, a, me, she made me a journal. She made me this, um, image, like this woman. They can't see what you're doing with your hands, babe. I know. Okay. So it's like. The curves of a woman. like It's, it's a, a bust. A bust. It's a woman's... It's a rainbow bust. It's so cool. And so... And yeah, a resin. Anyway. Yeah, anyway, She's very crafty. Side note. That's a self-care thing you can do. That makes um, me want to bust out Beastie Boys for any of you Gen Xers, but carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Seek uh, knowledge and educate yourself about your kids' specific stuff. Super important. Babe, you've been diving into some stuff lately. ADHD dude, you've been talking to other people that know stuff. How are you feeling that's helping you? It helps a lot because it brings about that awareness that there's so many people that struggle with this. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is so normal. I, when we were sitting at the beach today, I'm watching a kid act out 
And even though, you know, he's basically telling his mom, yelling at his mom to get him a towel because he's cold and not treating her very nicely, I didn't right away think, like, what a little shit, <laughs> which I normally would. I just Progress. thought, I just thought, wow, what if that kid had something, right? Yeah. So I think it just, even though, you know, you, you never know. But it just, it, I think it makes me more compassionate. Like, you have to learn about things. I, it, yeah. You know, it's I find that with addiction, too. A lot of people will say, well, why don't you just stop? Well, it doesn't work that way. If we could yeah. just stop, we would. Yeah. Right? And so it is important to educate yourself. The more you know, the better you feel about things because you're like, ah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Because you feel helpless a lot of the time. Yeah, you do. It's also super important, especially understanding that everything is not within in your control. Yes. Um, to embrace self compassion. Absolutely. Because we screw up. Yeah. I've uh, a few times. Yeah. Probably at least a handful of times I've screwed up in my parenting. Maybe, maybe just <laughs> a handful. um but also give yourself permission to like grieve and process your emotions yeah like I think about like that first day when um we came home from the hospital and Linnea um when the last time we saw her she was screaming they were strapping her down to the gurney to take her to the specialized psych ward and I walked into the hospital feeling like my child had died yeah and Allowing myself to really just feel all of that. And with you, feel all of that. But um, that was the worst feeling in my life. Mm -hmm. And just through the days when it is really, really hard, when you feel like you're going to just continue to lose your shit, give yourself some grace. Totally. It's not easy, and we're not supposed to do this alone. No. Um, Yeah. And give yourself grace as you're learning along the way. Like, holy major curve, like... And that's, I think, one of the areas that I feel really helpless in sometimes is because I have some trauma from when I was in my mid-20s where Mm -hmm. I was assaulted. And so the emotion anger, I don't handle well. Yeah. I don't handle rage well or yelling. Like, if there's yelling around me, I almost turtle in a way. I can't handle it. My, everything gets heightened in me. Right. And I have to, you know, oftentimes I have to leave the room Mm -hmm. and I have to go upstairs. And I, I found, you know, when I first came into this and I first saw Linnea's behavior, which, you know, was only 5% at the time, which wasn't a lot, but when it happened, like I felt guilty going to the bedroom and kind of isolating because mm-hmm. I didn't know how to feel. And right. I, I just felt that fight or flight response. Yeah. And I remember just sobbing to you. And you're like, yeah. it's okay. But I, I felt guilty because well, I'm like, I'm 47 years old. I well, should be able to handle this. she's your soul child. And soul so child. when it comes down to the fact that there are times when the you don't know what to do. Yeah. Like, it's completely expected that you wouldn't. But that's hard. And I have to always remember that you have actually taken yeah classes to deal with this full time like yeah. you do this in school yeah but I think it's also what you've talked about it's also very different doing this with your own children it's so different doing it with your own kids um not that you're not invested in the kids that you work with but your their their future is not as much in your hands as exactly. these guys are yeah. 
Totally. totally. And so I've done, like, I have training and this is my professional career and everything. But I've also parented kids with this stuff for 14 and a half years. Yeah. So that's 24-7. And um, there's, yeah, you're doing exceptionally well, babe. Thank you. <laughs> you're still my superhero. Yeah. Okay. I'm Wonder Woman. Um, my dad used to call me Wonder Woman when I was little. I think it was prophetic. Oh, nice. And I used to, way back when the show was on, when they had, like, Halloween costumes were, like, a super cheap mask with those two weird holes for your nose and, like, a plastic garbage bag. I used to take the mask and go and put it in, um, put it on and watch when I, whenever Wonder Woman was on TV. You're so cute. I know. Right? So adorable. Okay, another thing that is really important which we're not always great at doing and we've made some steps is building a support network. Yeah. So like we said, we met up with some friends on the weekend who had the two moms thing going on, who had kids with special needs going on. We also didn't totally realize that one of them is also sober. The other one could really take it or leave it. And so there's some other like really kind of cool connecting pieces where you can just go and be with people and be like, Because I've talked about this before, is that, and you know, not necessarily on this show, but how the fact that, you know, I'm sober through all this is amazing. Like, I look at you sometimes and I'm like, doesn't this make you want to drink? Because it makes me want to (laughs) drink, right? And I know what that will do, Mm -hmm. but to meet people that are also non like that they, they, they just don't drink yeah. is really nice because you know it's we live in this world and and you see this where people are frustrated with their lives and they can't wait to hit a pub with yeah. their coworkers yeah. and get drunk yeah right yeah. and for me that's just not an option yeah and so to be able to cope with life mm-hmm. on life's terms with people who also do not cope that way it's a, it's a lifesaver. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, we're so blessed in that, um, to have other like-minded, um, friends. Yeah. That's being, that's very, very cool. And I, yeah. Um, the other thing with getting together with other parents that have kids with stuff, you can, you can talk with each other and you can share ideas and all that kind of stuff, but you can also just be, and it doesn't have to be an issue because it's not, It's just normal. Yeah. Like, I've always said, like, well, always, since I started working in education and that, um, and parenting, that um, neurotypical kids, I don't really know how to work with them. Like, I expect there to be stuff. And I think maybe we all have stuff, but to the degree (laughs) that we're dealing with, that's kind of my norm. Yeah. And so then when you're hanging with other people where it's their norm, it's not necessarily something that's talked about a lot. You can share, you know, and... And grieve with each other and all that kind of stuff, which I think is important. But friends are important. Like-minded. Going with the same kind of stuff. Super important. The other thing... Oh, babe. I think the cool thing about that, too, is the fact that if Linnea would go into something, that they're not going to look at us funny. And we don't Mm -hmm. have to explain, okay, guys, um, we're really sorry, but this is kind of what's going to happen. Yeah. Like... It's not a, you know, you're not on guard at that point. You yeah. know, okay, they get this. Yeah. Right? They're they're there. They're supporting you. They're not going to look at you and nod your heads in disgust. Yeah. Like, which is another cool thing. I think yeah. just building, you know, I have that in my recovery world. 
where they just yeah. get it. You know, it's, there's no, there doesn't have to be a conversation. And there's no it. judgment. No. In terms of how you're dealing with exactly, it either. Exactly. Exactly. Um, at least there shouldn't be. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So then the other thing is seeking professional support. And I will be the first to say I've never been great at this. Like in the school system. Yeah. We've got the supports and stuff like that. Um, I never did respite when I had Jalen and Julia when they were young period. We've only started respite for like the last two months with Julia. Um, but, um, I never did. And I really kind of like weighed for me, it was more of like weighing the pros and cons of like her going somewhere. Cause that's what it would have had to be her go somewhere for the weekend, not knowing, like not having the resources or anything, knowing where she would go or whatever for her respite. But then also like, because she has attachment, all three of them have attachment stuff, um, that then there would be like a price to pay afterwards when she came back. Kind of like your kids like going away to their other parents' house and then the, sh- the shift and that exactly. kind of stuff. So I really didn't do that. And then I also, I'm not saying it was the right choice at all, but I didn't. And um, brain fart. <sighs> It'll come back to you. The other thing was that I parent my kids very specifically. I have specific strategies for how I do things. And so then I really didn't want to let that go into somebody else's methods and then that be screwed up when they came back. Yeah. So I didn't. Um, I've gotten better in the last few years of trying to find resources for, um, counseling and things like that, which is always super tricky. And in the last like six months, I'd say, Um, especially with Julia getting older next year, she's going to be 19. And so she'll be getting support and that getting all those kind of ducks in a row. And then now we're really working on getting supports for Linnea outside of school. Um, and it's not all in place yet, but I'm looking forward to when it is. Yeah. Yeah. Reach out to family members, friends, or neighbors who can provide practical help or emotional support. I don't know how many times I've heard, well, do you have a friend or a family that they could go stay with? Or, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to put that on the, I still we want them to be my that. friends. <laughs> I don't know. Like, um, in some cases pe- that works totally great for people and yeah. you know, kids that can go spend time with their grandparents or, uh, and well, and our kids do spend time with their grandparents, but like, um, as that, as being a part of the regular plan, no. Yeah. And, um, for age and capacity and all of that kind of stuff. But, um, it is super important, especially say like in these last few weeks, I mean, I don't know what I would have done without Tamar, um, and Jaylene and Julia, because we're able to kind of spell each other off in the moments when I needed help transporting one of the, transporting Linnea, one of the girls was able to help me when we were out of the house. Um, Tamara was able to help me in the hospital. Like there were things that like you can ask for from people, Mm -hmm. but, um, really it's like, um, taking you out for coffee when there's a window of time, you know, And just to kind of get out and breathe or to force you to do other things. Well, and it's, I find the whole, like, so if I was an outsider and I knew nothing about this stuff Mm -hmm. and I saw a parent having to transport a screaming child into the house, like sometimes we have to transport Linnea 
it's the first, you can't help but think, oh my God, what's going on in that yes. home? Yeah. Right. So it's, you know, we're hoping to move into a house house soon. Um, but again, you have that people are just not compassionate. People just, they just don't know. They're not educated about yeah. it. Right. Yeah. So they automatically think, oh my gosh, look at that mother dragging her child yeah. into the house. Well, it's actually not like that. Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to bring that up that it's the fact that, you've done this for so long on your own <laughs> and had to handle things like that and face that potential judgment from yeah. neighbors, from people at school, like kudos to you. <laughs> so you thank me for the help I give you, but like you seriously, I'm like, man, right? Because I used to worry so much about what people thought. I still do, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You pretty quickly learn to not care, not care because they don't understand. And that's kind of their capacity. Yeah, exactly. Right? Um, prioritizing self-care. Yes. Now, or self-preservation. Mid, or self-preservation. Mid Linnea's second stay at the hospital, when we knew she was doing better, she was coming home on the Monday, that weekend, you did something so good for me. Tamara loves to, like, spoil me. And so... She took me to the Revolving Restaurant. What's mm-hmm. it? What is the actual name? Top of Vancouver. Top of Vancouver, um, which I had never been before. She's like, well, I didn't even know that's where we we're going. She's like, dress up, and she's like, this is a place they have to put a deposit down. I'm like, oh, where are we going? And um, so we went to the Revolving Restaurant and just had a great time. Really freaky looking at the glass elevator on the way up. <laughs> But it was just a really good time. And to just be the two of us and know that everything's going to be okay. Even if we don't know that, we can just know that everything's going to be okay. And that we could just take that time for each other. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, we were like, well, we're not going home yet. And so we went to Stanley Park and found a beach and just sat on the beach for an hour or two and um, listened in on other people's conversations. But it was like just such a good thing to just be able to, you know, Mm -hmm. it was so good. And I know in the middle of everything, you can't do that. Yeah. And that's hard. It is. It's very hard to get time alone because of course, especially right now, I mean, last night we ended up going to the store after she went to bed and that's kind of the first time that we've got, I think we went one other time, but it's always in the back of your head. Like, what if she gets up and, and it's just Jaylene or it, before it was the two of them, mm-hmm. there's always that thought like that yeah. we're going to get that phone call. And cause we have, we've gone out where days that they babysat yeah, and we get the phone calls that she's in behavior. Yeah. And, and it, it is extremely rare that she gets up after she goes to bed. Yes. She loves her sleep. But especially with everything else going on, you are on edge thinking you can't go very far um, in case you're needed. So, yeah. So we have been able to kind of take those windows and you really have to just take... And it doesn't always mean going to an expensive restaurant. No. but Like, you don't have to do that. We also did one night after... Oh, you were just saying this. One night after she went to bed, we went to a different beach nearby. Yeah. And it was just... We've gone to Burnaby Mountain and just yeah. hung out and chatted. I think that's one thing that you and I are very good at is when we're feeling like just burnt out and done, we can talk about it. Like we yeah. never let things go longer than a few hours. It's always like, so how important. are you feeling? 
Yeah. What are you thinking? One of the things we ask each other a lot is what are you thinking right now? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think a, a lot of people have a hard time asking that question or answering that question because they don't want to share it. Yeah. Right. Especially for me, it was really tough in the beginning because I'm like, I don't want to share that I'm scared to death that we, you know, are not going to have some freedom for a while and that we won't be able to go out without there being behavior because I don't want you to get mad at me, but you're never going to get mad at me. I'm not mad at you. You just say you're allowed to feel that way. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Well, you are. Yeah. If I'm allowed to feel that way, you are. But I think that when a lot of people have these conversations, we're very quick to not understand the other person's viewpoint. Yeah, totally. Right? Where I think you have been incredibly great at that, like just understanding. So like if you're not able to go out somewhere, there are things that you can do in your home when you have your child is a sleep space or mm-hmm. your child is occupied time and it doesn't have to be cleaning the house it doesn't have to be all those pressures because honestly I mean that stuff's sure important but your mental state is more important and we, <laughs> I think we talked about this on the last podcast that I got Tamar into Lego and so we actually spent quite a bit of time at night sitting <laughs> in our bed playing with Lego building new Lego sets and it just feels so good to just be able to just go and do, do your own thing, play in your garden, you know, like do whatever it is, have something that is for you a to game. do. A game. We yeah. play games together. Puzzles, like, and go to the Valley Village and get some puzzles. Yeah. Like you can, you don't have to spend a ton. Um, yeah. Anyways, doing other things. And I always hated when people talk to me about deep breathing and mindfulness and all of that kind of stuff and I still generally hate it but and we tell of our kids to do it when they're flipping out breathe you know and like all the breathing strategies that we have for our kids um but it is it is important to do like yesterday I had Linnea no restraint and I had called on Julia to get a fan to blow it on me because I was sweating and because uh, it was hot and she was derpy wet and oh I thought that maybe you could hear Padme snoring yeah there was one snore we got one snore <laughs> that's cute oh I really hope you guys can hear that it's yeah, so if you cute couldn't, it is cute just take anyways just absorb the dog's snoring as self-care <laughs> and meditate on how relaxed this little puppy is right now. Exactly. The sound of our voices. I've and actually been out. I've actually been told that I have a very soothing voice. I and a fairly so- soothing snore. Do I? Well, it's not like yours mine. yours are not soothing. Sorry, babe. That's okay. Anyways, promote relaxation yes. and your self-care. Yes. Balance responsibilities. Yep. Um, delegating tasks and share responsibilities with your partner, family members, or caregivers. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of not rocket science. No. Everything can't be on one person. No. One person cannot carry everything. And if you're feeling really stressed and your partner just hasn't been getting something done or whatever, acknowledge that there's probably a reason for that and let it go. You don't need more stress. Mm-hmm. You don't need more stress. And one last thing before we say goodbye today 
is set realistic expectations for yourself. I would often say when my teenagers were like looking at careers, not that they need to know what their career is, but there's a lot of pressure right now. And um, one wanted to be a neurosurgeon. And if she couldn't do that, she would do cardiothoracic and all that kind of stuff. And I absolutely believe stretches are important, but we want attainable stretches, realistic stretches, but be kind to yourself Mm -hmm. and be realistic about what their capacity is and what your partner's capacity is and what your capacity is. Mm -hmm. And then we can just be a lot kinder. Yeah. We can. Yeah. I just want to thank you guys all for your support, for listening in, especially these last few weeks when life's been a little bit crazy. The Two Mom and a Beautiful Shit Show will be back to you next week. That's right. I have no idea at this point what we're talking about, but it's summer vacay, so, you know. We're taking it easy. We're getting that self-preservation time in. We are. We're going to paint the house. Exactly. Lots of stuff to update you guys on. Yeah. We love you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.